Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started. But before we do, I want to make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world-class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for blank, fill in the blank for whatever you do. And, you know, our mission is to really create world-class sales girls that can walk into a room and have in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the Sales Girl Summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the Face Center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends. And I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then definitely, definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show. We are live. Loy Day from Guide Culture School of Sales. How's it going? It is good. It is so good to be here. Finally, we're live on something again. Yes, I love it. And today we're talking about how sales skills are leadership skills. They are. You know, I've been listening and watching a lot of content. Mm -hmm. You see content on leadership. I'm getting feedback. Uh-oh. I'm getting feedback. Hold on. Okay, no worries. While you're... Uh figuring that out, Loy. I'm just going to welcome everybody that is coming on to the live here on LinkedIn. Uh, we talked about this yesterday, so we're just going to be jumping in, Loy and I. We're talking about how sales skills are leadership skills, and I have to think about it because I keep mixing up the two, but it really is sales okay. skills are leadership skills. Um, and so we're going to be talking about a few things as leaders you're likely facing within your team. And this is whether you're a manager or you're uh, you're an individual contributor on the team. You are certainly a leader. Being a leader doesn't mean you manage people, but there are 
aspects of being a leader that you are going to face and run into just working with others in general. And so we're going to talk about some of the, maybe the three biggest things that you'll face as a leader in your time, in your job, whether you run a business, whatever it is, even if you're in sales. And so we're going to talk about those sales aspects that are going to help you as a leader. I'm sorry, Lloyd, I, you were yeah, talking well, about, I, I, I stopped the feedback, but I was going to set this up with the fact that I've been watching and listening and reading a lot of content. Yeah. And you, you're seeing content on communication, sales, leadership. There's all kind of content. Mm-hmm. And it's all the same material. It's all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Just presented in different ways with different tips, different angles. The one thing, though, that really sets us apart, I feel like, is, is that it all needs sales skills to be, to be involved with that. Sure. And the program that we use is a program that allows you to actually develop this skill and get some feedbacks and coaching with the skill. So it's a different than all the things that people may be reading on this. Mm-hmm. It gives you mm-hmm. a way to to use it and activate on it and, you know, it gets some some feedback around it. So it's a special program, but it en- enhances everything that everyone is reading out here for this type of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, Loy. Thank you for sharing that. And if you're unfamiliar with Loy's, what Loy is talking about, he's actually re- referencing Guide Culture School of Sales. It's a program I've gone through a few times myself. Loy is one of the uh, founder founders and leaders of the material. He's fantastic. I actually view Loy as a mentor of mine um, in this area. And so that's what he's referring to as the program. And we're going to talk more about that at the end. Um, but we're actually going to be referencing a lot of this content in our conversation today from the Guide Culture and School of Sales workbook that you get as a student. And so I'm just holding that up really quick for everyone to see. But like all my notes and everything in here has just been so helpful for, again, sales, leadership, team management, people management, expectation setting, relationships, all of that. And so again, we're covering leadership uh, skills today. And so one of the things that we wanted to talk about was when you need to get buy-in from your team. And again, doesn't mean if you're a manager, it could be that maybe you've got a project or a presentation or an idea you're trying to sell to your team or to your manager. It is so important that you get that buy-in. Loy, I'd love to hear from you about you know, where does that start? What's a, what's a tip or something you could share with the audience here on how to get that buy-in from your team? Well, probably the start on the buy-in is being the right person. People, people want to be drawn to, or they are drawn to certain personalities or certain enthusiasms or certain beliefs, or certain directions. And, and when you have a certain belief and direction and enthusiasm towards what you're going for, what mm-hmm. you're doing. A leader is someone who leads the way. By definition, that's what a leader is. They lead mm-hmm. the way. And hopefully someone will say, I want to be some of that. I see that. That is something I want to be part of. Mm-hmm. So the first part about buy-in is to be the person worthy of being bought into. Mm-hmm. And then the second part would be, you need to be a little organized. You need to have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. And then you need to be able to communicate it well. Mm-hmm. So I think to start with is just being the right person, uh, a person that someone would be excited to follow. And, and like I said, if you're going to be that, you need to have some place that you're going. Mm. And by leadership, it also means you may go it alone to start with. 
You mean specifically like developing and leadership skills? Well, yes. Like even if you have a team and you have mm -hmm. an idea, say, let's try this. I need the team to buy into this, to go towards this direction, to sell sure. this product, to, to get excited about this volunteer job, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But before you can get the team to, to buy into it, you have to buy in. You have to say, this is it. I'm excited about this. I'm all in. I'm sold on it. Yep. And that's the first step before you're going to have any chance of having anyone come along with you. Absolutely. One of the things that I also love that is covered in session one of Guide Culture School of Sales is not only what you just talked about, Lloyd, but also thinking about what's in it for your team. What's in it for them? Your team is thinking about what's in it for me. So if you're trying to present a mission, a vision, a project, a client that you guys all want to go after, what's in it for the team? And there's actually three things that uh, everyone, you know, y'all talk about in Guide Culture School of Sales. It's three things that I want to share because I think this is going to be really helpful for the audience. It's one, you want to appeal to logic. So you want to use evidence, data, facts, all these things. When you talk about being bought into, like Loy, you just said, you've got to be so sold yourself and being organized in your presentation. This is one of the key things you have to have. You have to have the knowledge of what it is you're going after. And so appealing to logic. The second thing is appeal to emotions. So generate emotions with needs, storytelling, um, and all of those types of aspects are going to also help bring your team along. So not only are you sharing data and facts, you're bringing in the emotional aspect. And then the third thing is creating credibility. And you're really, um, you're relying on trust of the other person. You're talking about the, the product or the company. Again, you're giving this holistic view to your team as to why they want to buy in, what's in it for them, you're sold. And then these three things as a foundation that will help you uh, present that information. So I don't know if you had anything to say on that, Lloyd. Well, well those three things are critical. Mm -hmm. The credibility piece, no one's going to look your way unless they believe you're credible. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to tell people you're credible. They have to find it from other ways. They can see it or they may hear it from someone else or maybe mm -hmm. over a period of time, you kind of build some credibility. Sure. And so once they have, a, they say, okay, this is credible. This, there's some proof here that I can buy into this. Mm -hmm. And then people really start with emotions. They emotionally are drawn to it first. And then once they're emotionally drawn toward it, the next thing they're going to do is like, let me justify this. Let me see if I can rule this out. Let me see if this is still an option or not after I look at it logically. So they mm -hmm. feel the emotion first and, so when I talk about a, a, an organized presentation, organized mm -hmm. communication, mm -hmm. we practice on communicating in a way that we're doing all those at the same time. We try mm -hmm. to appeal to the emotion, appeal to the logic, then show some credibility, some proof how to bring it all together. Mm -hmm. And that's why the organized presentation is so important. It brings in what people buy, what people move toward, what persuades people. Mm -hmm. And it's just a good, solid technique to do that. Sure. And that's something that I think you would agree too, is that we always have to be working on that technique and that skill set. Leadership skills are something just like sales skills are something that you always need to be working on. We're never, we've never arrived. We can always get better. Because you start losing it. Either you're either getting better or worse. You never just stay stagnant with it. So yeah, if it's important, then it's something you have to continue to work on. Yeah. I was just watching the master's 
warm up, warm it up. And every one of those players have a coach right beside them as they're playing. You know, they're the best players in the world, but they still have their coach and they're working on their game, working on their swing. It's a continuous process. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this. Okay. The second thing we wanted to talk about was resistance to change and change management. This is something that comes up a lot in corporate for a lot of people here on LinkedIn. Um, if maybe there's something you're trying to, you know, change the direction of a team or, you know, with the economy, the way it is and the market, the, the way it is, you know, things are changing and teams have to evolve and change. So that's one thing I think is very interesting as a leadership skill to hone in on is how do you continue to bring your team along? Um, and one of the things that I, you know, I noticed that I know that's talked about in session three is also your attitude and leaders as leaders, we have to be in control of our attitude first and always. And so these are the, the three things that I see here. Um, one of the things as a general rule is to always find the good in others. And I think that's really important as leaders that we have a mix of people on our team. We have a mix of people that we are working with on a day to day. And it's sometimes it can be hard and challenging to work with different types of personalities. But the thing we should always come back to as leaders is finding the good in others first. What would you say to that? Uh, amen first. Amen. <laughs> Uh, but but yes, you know when we were, when you were just saying leading up to this, I was thinking attitude, and you said the word attitude, so we were on the same page with that. Yeah, and yep. because change is going to happen, mm -hmm. and that attitude, that culture is critical. The one thing that everyone can do on their own is have the right attitude, mm -hmm. and the wrong attitude or the negative or the anything that brings down the culture is like a cancer. It's like a rotten apple. It is a killer. So the leader has to be aware of the attitude and has to control that attitude of whoever their team is. Mm -hmm. First, it starts with the attitude of the leader. If right. that attitude has, if the leader has the wrong attitude or negative or, uh, or sarcastic or whatever attitude they carry, it's going to permeate through the, the whole group. The leadership sets the tone. Absolutely. And as you're setting the tone, you're also setting the tone for, the whole group and you're watching for other people in the group who are killing that tone. Mm -hmm. It's critical to keep the whole momentum and the culture up and in, in, in a sales, what we call a sales culture. Absolutely. Um, the, I, I've noticed that if I go into any organization, any company, any business, restaurant, retail shop, whatever, you can almost feel the attitude of the leadership because mm -hmm. it carries through the whole organization. You can just tell when you walk in. I know you've seen that. Mm -hmm. And when I see a good one, I just say, man, this, this place must have some great leadership because it trickles from the top down. So the attitude control is critical of any good leader. Absolutely. I have a great example of that. I won't use Chick-fil-A because I think Chick-fil-A is always used in this example, but I will use another chicken restaurant that we have locally here in LA. And if anyone's watching on this live that's from the LA area, this restaurant called Chicken Maison. Every time I walk into one of their few chain restaurants, their customer service is above and beyond. They always do a great job. Their, their product is consistent. It's hot. It's ready. Everyone that answers the phone is always friendly. 
And that is something that I don't even know the owners of Chicken Maison, but I've always said, I want my kids to actually work at Chicken Maison because they're clearly like the people work that working there are clearly getting great skill, sales skills, customer service skills, probably leadership skills. All these things are, you know, they matter. And like you said, they're coming from the top down. Yes. And, and uh, you start off this with change and yes, change is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that attitude is the way you start accepting the change and making the best of the change. Mm-hmm. And it's the way you get your team to buy into the same thing. So yeah, you have to do that because you cannot stop the change. Right. Uh, but you can find a way to make the best of the situation and make something, make it a, an opportunity versus a, a problem. Absolutely. So one of the things, again, two things we want to give the audience as a takeaway here. One, we just talked about your mood and your attitude and you as the leader set the tone for your team. And again, I always want to go back to, you don't have to be in a management position to be a leader. You can be an individual contributor on the team and you can set the tone for how you show up, how you get excited, how you talk to your coworkers, how you talk to your boss. This is, these are all qualities of a leader. And so these are continuously, these are skills that you want to continuously grow and build upon. But the other thing I want to mention um, is really building rapport. And again, this is a sales skill. How do you build rapport with others? This is super important as you are trying to get people, again, to come along, get their buy-in or change or get them to think about things differently as you are steering the ship in a different direction. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Loy, about building rapport and why that's yeah. super important? Well, and, and this, the building rapport and the first thing you said was to treat everyone as if they're important because they mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with building rapport. Sure. And that also goes along with creating culture because if you have one person on this team who is feeling left out, who is feeling degraded, who feels unimportant, one you're just going to put them into a straight depression almost. And that goes through the whole group. Everybody can see it. Mm-hmm. Usually in, in my cases, when, when I, if I'm in a business or any situation and I see someone who seems to be a little down, that's mm-hmm. the one I'm going to go try to talk with. Mm-hmm. Try to make them feel important and lift that person up mm-hmm. uh, because that eventually affects everyone. We need everyone on the team to, to feel that way and building that rapport and treating everyone important. And if the whole culture is doing that to each other, of course, followed by the leadership, they see the leadership doing it. Mm-hmm. Then that's how you start building that, uh, that attitude of the whole team and, and attitudes of people individually as well. Sure. Absolutely. All right. So the last thing we were going to talk about with the audience here on LinkedIn is what I think uh, as a leader, we have the opportunity. And actually, I'd say we have the responsibility to impact people's lives for the better. Actually, I remember Teddy, my husband, who you also know, um, a few years ago when I was still in a corporate job, we were talking about having impact for those around us. Again, I wasn't in a management role at the time, but he said, you have to think about people that come into your world in corporate, in your company, in your job, whatever you have a responsibility to impact them positively because they're just on their journey and they're, they're just passing you by. You have a responsibility to impact them positively. So That's one of the things. This is what uh, session six is called in guide culture. It's called expand lives. Um, And so I I wanted to just kind of get to the point um, that as you as a leader are managing others or working with others, you have to think about 
people's buying styles. Again, this is a sales skill, but it's also a leadership skill and understanding how your team responds or how they're buying into your mission. And there's a few different types, um, but I'd love to hear, Loy, a little bit more about what you think about this topic too. Uh, yeah, and you give, there's a lot of tests out there that test people's personalities and they all kind of sum up to the same thing is that there's basically four different personality types mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's about 25% of the population of each one and you're one mm-hmm. in general. So you ha- you really need to be able to relate to people like you because that's pretty easy. Right. But you also want to be able to relate to the other three types of personalities who are not just like you. Right. And much of that boils down to recognizing and understanding and seeing that personality style or that buying style, or it could be a selling style. It's the same personality, whether it's buying or selling or whatever. But when you can recognize it and you understand those and you know how to relate to each one individually, mm-hmm. then you can relate to them as a group, maybe in your presentation or in your approach. You're trying to relate to all those styles if you have they're all in, in a group of people. But if you have just one one on one, you also know that style. So, yeah, it's important to be able to build that rapport and connect with these different type styles because three of the four are not going to be like you. Exactly. You to make that adjustment and, and, and to be good at that. Right. We're talking about effective communication. How do you really get through to the other person to help them see what it is you're, again, what it is you're presenting, whether it's a sale, whether it's a presentation, whether it's, again, you're steering the step, the steering the ship a different direction. And I'm just going to call them out really quick. So people know here, um, on the live. And I love seeing these comments. We've got, this is awesome. So glad you're enjoying this. Ray said, recognize and adapt. Ray is also, uh, an awesome human being. Thank you guys for being on. So really quick, the four different types of buyers that we're talking about or buying styles is the thinker or the analytical type of person. And this is someone who's pretty methodical. Um, you you probably in your approach with them, you want to have data, statistics and articles on hand. You really want to back up your um, back up your sale uh, or your message with this evidence. Um, this is also somebody that you certainly want to under promise and over deliver with. All right. So that's the thinker, the analytical type of person. The second person is the actor or the expressive type. And really approaching this type of person, you want to allow them to talk and be so specific about how what you have can help them. This is a type of person that's going to do well with encouragement and compliments. And they really can help. You want to cast a vision with them. They're going to be able to like catch the dream with you. That's the the actor expressive type of person. The third person is the driver or the doer. Approaching a driver or a doer, they are someone that you want to just get to the point with. You want to watch for overly emotional language and too many questions that might feel unnecessary to them. So over communicating is not the approach you want to take with them. They just want to get to the point. (laughs) And then the fourth one is the uh, friendlier person. Approaching a friendly amiable buyer, their process might take a little longer. They need a little bit more time to think. You certainly want to follow up, but you want to be careful you don't do it too intensely. Given these different buying styles, Loy, um, do you have any experience from just working with different types of people over the years on how you've seen this play out just on your own team and how you've approached different team members with these personality styles? For, For me personally, I have to tell myself, be patient. Because I'm in there between the driver and the expressive, 
Yep. Yeah, I, I kind of go back and forth depending on what role I'm in. If I'm in more of a business owner role, I become a little bit more like driver. Hmm. I do a lot of business owner, you know, activities. If I'm in sales, I'm more expressive because you kind of, you can change a little bit. Yeah. I can never be the other two, I don't think. But I have to tell myself to be patient because mm. I want to get to the point, you know, and I want to, you know, make my uh, qualifying decision right away. And if someone has some some doubts, some objections, some concerns, you know, I, I tend to want to get through those quickly. But yeah. I tell myself, be patient, be patient. They're analytical. They need more information. You know, they need to build their trust in me. And yeah. so I have to be patient to allow that trust to develop. And, and so that's really what I tell myself when I'm with someone who's not like me is just to be patient, be patient, I, follow the process. That's such great advice. That's actually one more thing. I know that, you know, y'all talk about guide culture school of sales is being empathetic, but not sympathetic. And there's a way to do that. And I think having empathy with others is super important because while you and I might be a little bit more direct, we can usually make a decision pretty quickly. There are others that they need to process. You need to give them something different than what you need in order to help them come along. Again, whether you're selling something, casting a vision, trying to steer the ship in a different direction, it really comes down to having that patience, like you said, and having that empathy. So, yeah. And with all those personalities, they need the credibility, the the emotional appeal, and the logical appeal. They still need all three of those. Right. We just have to approach them different ways. Right. Right. Um, well, this was a fantastic conversation, Lloyd. Thank you so much for jumping on here with me. Um, for those of you watching, and thank you guys so much for your comments. Someone just, all Brad commented, great conversation. We are going to be going live again next Friday. We will determine that topic here in the next few days and let you guys know. But we are really talking about how these sales skills impact you in life. Sales skills are life skills is something that we say constantly. They say it here at Guide Culture and School of Sales. Um, but one thing I wanted to do was for those who were on live today, um, we have a couple of these Persuade for Good books. These were written by uh, Macy, who is Loy's daughter, and Kat. They are the, also the co-CEOs uh, of Guide Culture. And so we've got a couple of these books here. If you are interested in getting one of these books, would love to send this to you. So if you want to DM or send me or Loy a message saying that um, you love a book, we'd love to send it to you. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining. Loy, thank you for being on today. And we'd love to see you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for being here. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye-bye.